during the fight, I think should be the second round, my shoulder got dislocated. So then I could see my arms like literally hanging there, looking at my coach that he's going to stop the fight, but he just ignored it. So I come back on the second round, like, coach, I can't lift my hand. Like, I'm trying to go on with my guard and my arms are just like too long and just hanging out like that. He's like, go in there for the third round. Don't attack much, just try, make sure she doesn't attack so that she doesn't score, you'll win, just go in. And I'm like, okay, and I did that and I actually won the fight. This is the Metal Set. Hi, this is Dawn, an ultra cyclist and sports PR specialist. And I'm Afshan, an endurance athlete and journalist. And we're on a quest to bring you stories of tenacity, courage, and metal. From athletes in the Middle East and beyond. Our guest today is a two-time UAE Muay Thai champion and a three-time national Muay Thai champion for India. Anisha Shetty, an athlete since childhood, has an unwavering dream of making this sport a household name in the UAE. Against her family's wishes, she gave up a career in mechanical engineering and threw herself into learning everything about the sport, first in India and then in Thailand, its birthplace, at the age of 22. Having already won several fights in India, the 26-year-old moved to Dubai to not only conquer the UAE's professional Muay Thai scene, but to share her knowledge and techniques with others as a coach and make the sport less intimidating, especially for women. An athlete on a mission? Anisha tells us about not throwing in the towel when faced by challenges, the lesson that the sport has taught her, her mission to build this as an after-school activity for children, and the goal to become the queen of the 50s weight categories in the championship. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi Anisha, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. It's great to have you here. The reason we kind of know a little bit about you is because I was talking to a friend very recently about women in sports and she said, oh, you should see what Anisha is doing in Muay Thai. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I started following you on Instagram. I saw your accolades mentioned and I was like, oh, wow, that's a lot of like achievements. And in a very short period of time like I think you've only done it within six years in this sport so that's how you know I was like oh we absolutely need to get her on the show so that's where we are and I also know that you've won this year you've won in the nationals that happened in the UAE so congratulations on that yes thank you so much and thank you so much for having me first of all I guess I want to start because I was actually thinking about this. Obviously, I've seen Muay Thai. I have tried it once. (laughs) Hurt my legs. (laughs) So I think just watching you is amazing. But just for the benefit of us, as well as everybody listening to us, can you talk us through what exactly Muay Thai is? So Muay Thai is the art of eight limbs, yeah? So if you know boxing, so you only punch in boxing, so it's only punches, yeah? You just use your arms. If you go kickboxing, you punch and you kick, okay? With Muay Thai, you can punch, you can kick and strike elbows and knees. So all together is... Ooh, perfect self-defense yes. then. Like so, you, so the main idea of Muay Thai body. is like you're weaponizing your own body. Are you using your body as your weapon? So that is with Muay Thai. Wow. And how's it different from, like, say, MMA? So MMA is mixed martial arts. So in MMA, you can strike as you're standing or as you go on the floor as well. But in Muay Thai, it's only striking. 
So you, once you go down to the floor, you stop and you start over again, stand up. So it's a stand up striking. Cool. Right. And you've done a lot of sports, right? Yes. So how did this come about? Like I've done karate in school. Okay. But it wasn't that interesting, I would say. Like it was fun, but it was still okay. Didn't get my interest as much as Muay Thai. So I was an athlete since childhood. So I was a runner before and then I was playing volleyball. So then stopped everything for a while and then just to try or you know just to start with my fitness again I started with Muay Thai. And when was this at what age? I think 20 so just with my when I started my university it was too much of studying so I thought maybe I should just get into fitness and I thought of Muay Thai. How like how did you find it and may I ask was this back home or yes. where was this? It was back home so one of my friends joined Muay Thai and he went to a fight and then he comes back and shows his fight video and I'm like, oh my God, you're fighting, you're hitting someone, I want to do that. <laughs> so it's just very interesting for me. It's something new. Did you consider yourself a very aggressive person for, I used for that to reaction? Be, I used to be aggressive. Like <laughs> Every time I talk to people, nobody believes when I say that. But I used yeah, to be. because you seem so calm. I am. Did the sport do that to you? Yeah, then? it is. I used to be an aggressive, like not very aggressive, but not how I am right now. Mm-hmm. So after I joined Muay Thai, so... So I saw that video and I'm like, I definitely want to try this. So I went to the gym and I'm like, let me just do it for fun. And then it was so nice. Like when I started punching, I was like, wow, this is so cool. I just want to get better at it. It was not like in the first day I want to be a champion or anything. I just wanted to fight. Mm. Then I fought once and then I lost. And then I'm like, okay, now I want to be a champion. And then you can't get out of it. So your first time walking into the gym, this was a dedicated Muay Thai. And sorry, it's not a gym. What do we call it? Fight club. Fight club. (laughs) (laughs) A dedicated Muay Thai fight club. The gym what? is called Monkey Mayhem Fight Club. Oh, amazing. And this was in India? <laughs> it was in India, Mangalore. That was my first fight club there. You were at university, right? Yes. Back then. And what were you training for at university then? I'm a mechanical engineer. Okay. And what was your first thought walking into the gym? Did you look around and you were like, oh, I found my people? Or were you like, whoa, these people are serious? Yeah, I didn't definitely think that they're my people. I was like, oh, this is a new place. And then because it was a fight club and everybody was training for the tournament, so it was a bit exciting to see how they're training and because the dedication they put in and the work they put in for the training, that was also like, wow, this is cool, I want to do it. So that's how it all started. And what tournament was this? What were they training for? They were all training for the national tournament. Okay. Yeah. And was it at that time that you were like, oh, I want to be a champion or was it? Not yet, actually. I was just training since I was the only girl in the gym then. Oh, interesting. And because I used to be an athlete, I was pretty fit. So my coach asked me, like, do you want to try so I, I never say no to anything. So I was like, yeah, maybe I would. I mean, it's okay. It's just going to be the first time. I give it a try. And I guess one of the questions is, so you're walking to the gym, you know, you're yeah. giving it a try. What did your family and friends think about you going to Muay Thai? Because you said you were the only woman in the gym. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like it would have been that common. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were kind of okay with it because I didn't go with the mindset of becoming a fighter. So they thought this is just something she's doing for fun. Fitness. Let her have fun, fitness, yeah. let her enjoy it was then when I was like, oh, I want to fight now. I want to be a fighter. That was it later. So in the beginning, it was just like all fun and games. Nothing serious at all. Right. But when you started winning yeah. and you're like, oh, maybe this is what I want to do. Did mechanical engineering ever draw you in or did you ever pursue that as a career? Or you no. Wouldn't... Yeah, I was just waiting for it to finish. So then just forget it forever and then just train Muay Thai. <laughs> 
like I couldn't wait for it to get over. And at that time, did your folks go like, "Uh, no, I think you really need to find a real career." Then I was studying, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I so don't want to do this. I just want to leave it and go to Thailand and just train." Like so many times in between, I'm like, I just want to go to Thailand and train. I don't know why am I even studying in between. And yet. did you? No, I I just finished it. Uh, <laughs> finished it, degree. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, started it, so I thought let me finish it, and there's still time, and I can go. So I finished it, and then I went to Thailand to train, because it's different to train in any other countries and to train in Thailand because it's their sports. The way they train is mm. totally different. And at what age was this? I think it was 22 22 and yeah. how long did you spend in Thailand then I went to Thailand for two months trained and then I came back to India and then I moved to Dubai Oh amazing yeah. and after you trained is when you actually went into the nationals before that oh, I already okay. won three goals and then I went so then I'm like I have to take this seriously now so I need to know in and out of the sport so go to Thailand see how it is like how it is to be an actual fighter there Yeah So you know more about it before I make a career decision and I need to know in and out of it. Just taking a step back, I guess, from that point when you first walked into the gym, you're in school. You're not very engaged in mechanical engineering. Yeah. <laughs> Going through the motions, daydreaming about Fight Club. Yes. <laughs> Talk us through that process. Like how long was it and what were your thoughts initially going from, you know, I'm trying this out to see if it's something I like. I really like this. How did you make that decision then to take it very very seriously, you know, and decide to go to Thailand to train? It was a gradual process. So maybe I started in the second year of university. Mm-hmm. So when I started off, I used to enjoy it more than being at college. So that was like, okay, this is fun. I just want to do it. Just get better at it. And then went to my first championship, first nationals, and I lost. So after that, you know you just want to do it more and i'm like i really want to get the next gold so i started training hard like nothing else matters so mm-hmm. nothing else was my university as well so i wasn't getting in at all like even i used to go to college i used to never listen i should just sit and think okay i'm going to train today like i used to train in the morning then go to the college mm-hmm. and then go back to training so it was just a part like mm-hmm. i was never really present there so and then i won the first nationals and then i'm like okay this is what i want to do i want to go to the next championship i want to go to the world championship so that was all in my mind so almost when i reached the final year of university i clearly knew how much i was not interested in that and mm-hmm. how much interested i am in muay thai so i just made my mind like okay i'm just going to do this no matter let's see because obviously in india especially like career i mean sports is not going to be your career it's just right. going to be an extracurricular mm-hmm. activity it's something you do with your main job yeah. so to tell them this is going to be my main job it was very difficult your parents yeah <laughs> talk us through that conversation yeah. <laughs> so it was just because in the final year you go to interviews your companies come to the college and it's all those things so i didn't want to go to any of that so once you get it and then like just go and try and then see what you want to do that's how they pursue to did go to the go career for no i did not <laughs> i didn't do that mistake i didn't want to get in there didn't want to get sucked no. into anything <laughs> because once you get it they're just going to say just try it for a year and see uh-huh. how you like it if you don't like it then maybe you can leave so i didn't want to go there at all so i'm like i'm totally not interested yeah but now that you're here i'm imagine the support you've got their well, support uh, just interject yes. too like imagine when you won a champion ship yeah. like that is massive yeah. what did your parents think did that help your case <laughs> yeah it did because muay thai is still fairly a new sport and again not many females do that in india yeah in india too so when i won that it was massive so after that it th- they i mean they start taking you a bit more seriously mm-hmm. rather than you just training did you get back. like 
coverage in the news and things like that did that happen did that kind of elevate some not of the... in the news again i would say because again moy then nobody really knows the sport okay. much but in the university or in the city yes oh perfect so we were always like had some ceremonies we were invited as guests oh that's nice yeah we would do things like that but it was still very new and people liked it because being a female and winning something i wouldn't say a male dominated sport but it is kind of like that you know so it was good so you kind of see the scene in india yeah. you're part of that scene yes. then you're like you want to take it further so you go to thailand yeah but then you come to dubai right yeah. so how did that happen because you are now dead set on wanting to make this a career yes but to me personally i'm like why would i choose dubai then to kind of come down and make this career of mine after i came back from thailand i was pretty sure now i want to continue in muay thai but not sure if i want to be a coach but then when i came back i got an opportunity to join a gym in dubai as a coach while i was in india right So that was one thing but I didn't really want to be a coach I was thinking I'm a pretty young to be a coach right now maybe I'll do it once I retire fighting that was my plan like initial plan and then in India sports is not given as much as importance yeah. maybe some sports are like cricket if you know mm-hmm. but other than that no other sports are supported not recognized so it is good we always try to move out because sports is recognized everywhere else and it's one yeah. of the important things a priority for everyone you know society yeah. yeah it is but yeah. not in india so i thought it was a good opportunity for me to come to dubai and just try something new again again dubai is beautiful why wouldn't you come here so but what did you find when you arrived in terms of the scene here what did you find i came to dubai with the job in hand yeah so i started teaching and then once i started teaching it made a massive difference of all my thoughts about my career so I started teaching and coaching people like who have never trained muay thai and i could see how much impact i could make on people and it was massive like so it changed all over like my mind has changed totally like fr- from just being an athlete to be an athlete and a coach and i want to it's a mission for me now to make muay thai accessible to everyone i want everyone to try it and see how much they can do with the sport not in just terms of being an athlete but just how much it adds on to your life so that's all how long have you been in dubai now almost 3 to 4 years 3 to 4 years and within that time you have two uae championships yes. under your belt amazing <laughs> what i'm like what have i done in my 10 years here wow you've been here for 10 years <laughs> yeah, a long oh, time please do not ask me how long that <laughs> talk us through kind of training you know to lead up to these events and what the scene is like here for muay thai so you're you have a different perspective now you're training yourself for competitions and you're also a coach So what does yeah. that look like, you know, in the lead up to a UAE championship? I'm a coach too, but for me to fight, I need another coach. So I have my coach. Mm-hmm. So it's called Jason Woodham. So he teaches in Muay Thai Mapits. Yeah, so I train there. That's where I train. So I have different fighters there. We all training for the same championship. So it's we call it as a fight camp. Are you training with people that you're going to compete against? No, no. We fight <laughs> we represent the same okay. gym. So yeah. we represent Muay Thai Mapits and we fight with other gyms in the UAE. Right. And are these mixed trainings? So like are you sparring with men and women? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's mixed training. So okay. everyone who's training for a particular fight, we're all training together. Okay. So as the fight comes closer or we have like 8 weeks, we start with the fight camp. Mm-hmm. So fight camps will be like 2 hours training of Muay Thai, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we start with 
clinching for example we do that for 30 minutes we'll and start we start with what sorry <laughs> clinching what's clinching you know what's clinching don <laughs> i don't that's a genuine question <laughs> so like i said in muay thai we do knees right yeah yeah so clinching is where you grab the neck and you pull them down and knee their face knee their body i don't know these things i'll show you the moves after <laughs> how do you know this <laughs> So you grab yeah. that. Okay, all right. So it depends on different set. You're going to show do. me later. Yeah, okay. of course I will. <laughs> I'm really scared of combat. Sorry. Sports. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's the whole point. You shouldn't be scared. You just make yourself stronger. That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's how it goes. So we have 2 hours of training every 2 hours to 3 hours of training. Mhm. So that's with the fight camp. So our coach has a plan for us. Like every day is a bit different. So we go on from Monday to Friday. and then we train and the rest of the time we try to get some run in especially leading to a fight we get in as many runs as we can and a bit of strength training so that's how fight camp looks like and also with fighting we fight under a particular weight category mm. so every time we have a weight category it's usually we fight under the weight like for example i'm 57 now yeah. i usually fight 54 right. so my walking weight would be 57 But leading to the fight, I'm 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 gonna fight 54. So with the fight camp, we make to sure to lose weight as well. Right. So we gotta be in a very good diet. So we are in that weight category when we fight because if not, we cannot fight. You're really in the zone with training. Yeah. Right. And you've competed in two different weight categories, yes. correct? Yes. Talk us through that. Yeah. Like, what was your first? The was the first weight category lower first, and then you went in higher? No, first one I fought last year was 57. Okay. Mm. So I won 57, yeah. So I won 54 this year. Wow, okay. So the next one I probably want to fight 51. Wow. Really? I have all the medals of the 50s so, there. Uh, so my question is, as you move weight categories, is it beneficial to be that light in the sport? It depends actually. Okay. So when I started my fight last year, it was my fight after two years because of the COVID break. There was no fight happening. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit heavier too. I think a lot of people can relate yeah. to that after COVID. Yeah, so. <laughs> the COVID stone. So, yeah, COVID mm-hmm. stone, exactly. Yeah. So I was fighting 57. So that was my first fight after like mm-hmm. a year or two. So I was 57 then. But after that, I was just constantly training. So I... gradually lost weight as well so i was somewhere close to 55 so it's always better to fight a bit lower than your walking weight okay. so i chose to fight 54 then okay and in terms of the sport for women here like h- how are they structured and like are they as competitive as for the men do you mean in the tournaments in the tournaments yeah it is yeah. the same like we have the same rules everything okay. is the same like the same time of rounds like three rounds three minutes it's all the same there's right. nothing different and yeah. in terms of like the women you see here yeah. like what is the scene like are there a lot yeah, of who women are competing, who are competing? Uh, yeah okay. they are because in the uae we have people from different parts of the world Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have like usually fighters from Morocco. I think my last opponent was from Morocco, mm. my last championship and before that she was French. So it's like different people, different style. Do they come down for the fights no. or do they live here? So there are two tournaments they usually do. So one is UAE Nationals which is only for the residents and the citizens. Okay. And the other one which has not happened yet, but that one you can come from different part of the world okay. and actually try it. And is that the world championships or is that separate? It, it is separate which okay. is which UAE is doing oh right yeah. okay that's It's supposed that's to happen and i think it got cancelled so maybe we'll have it soon so that will be good as well because we'll have more competition right then. 
So the UAE has a federation for yes, this, right? So in terms of the support that they give the different fight clubs or the gyms here and, you know, kind of the athletes who are part of this, what is that relationship like with the federation? I believe the federation in the UAE is very supportive of their mm-hmm. athletes. So they try to do as many tournaments as they can so that when we represent our countries in the world championship, we have pretty good experience in the country. Okay. Yeah. So, and even with winning, we have good cash prize for winning, like different cash prize for first, second and third. Are they the same as the men? It is the same. Amazing. We yes. love that. That's amazing. As it should be. Some sport. Yes. Right? yes. <laughs> Everything is same for women and men. There's no differentiation at right. all. And the tournaments are organized really well. There's live telecast. People back home are watching it and it's done really well. Do your parents follow? Yes, they did. Because it's live and like all my friends and family back home are always watching my fights here. So it's really good the way they organize events and they support what they have towards Moit. And they're trying to really grow the sport. I think they're doing pretty well at it. I mean, this might be a bit different from the past couple of years because of restrictions of, you know, COVID and everything. But are they well attended? Can, like, people go watch? Yes, we can. Like, my last tournament, I had everyone from all my students come and watch me too. It was in Dubai. Well, we're going to go watch you the next time. (laughs) Absolutely. I would love to. This episode is supported by Deep Dive Dubai. We know that our listeners love awesome adventures. And take it from us, it doesn't get more awe-inspiring than the world's deepest pool. Measuring a record-breaking 60 meters, Deep Dive Dubai gives both scuba and freedivers the ability to discover an underwater world complete with the latest in dive technology and an abandoned sunken city. For those new to diving, like me, it's the ideal place to get started. And for those experienced to expert divers out there, it's the perfect place to hone your skills with exceptional facilities, expert staff, and state-of-the-art technology. Since it opened in 2021, it has mesmerized visitors and continues to deliver extraordinary experiences seven days a week. For more information and to book your experience, visit deepdivedubai.com. I've been to one of those white-collar boxing yeah. that they did, I think, a couple of years back. I don't know if they still do it. and Because the gym I go to, all the women would come and train for this event. And it was fascinating. It was just so fascinating. And they would, like, come with, like, a black eye, you know. And one of my colleagues was doing it back then. And <laughs> I could see that her black eye was covered at work. And I was like, what have you been doing after work hours, man? Yeah. Like, are you okay? Are all you right? okay? She's like, oh, yeah, I've been just, like, sparring in the gym. I've been to a Muay Thai fight in Thailand to watch. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... From memory, you walk in, you kind of do rounds around the ring yeah. a bit. It was called a ring, yeah. right? Yeah. What is going through your head, like, pre-fight? Like, what do you tell yourself and kind of, do you have a mantra? Do you, like, have a pre-kind of match ritual? Because everybody looks so focused and there's, like, so many eyes on you. And That's a crucial moment. So it depends, like, every time you have different things in your mind like maybe you have different strategies if you know sometimes who you're fighting you coach has already made a plan on what you should be doing sometimes you're just recalling that Mm -hmm. and when you walk around this obviously you see so many people all eyes on you you're still trying to take your mind off everything and just focus sometimes it's just like saying things to yourself like yeah Anisha you got this just focus you got this you can do it because sometimes it's also like it's not like always you're confident because like with sport like Moita you know Anything can happen in the ring. Like, you can get knocked out. It's not just losing. You can get knocked out or 
whatever you know yeah it's a combat like, sport <laughs> you're hitting exactly. each other <laughs> clenching <laughs> you got it yeah but just adding to that i mean i was reading a little bit about the sport and i found that there are certain traditions that need to be followed like the way you get into the ring can you yes. tell us a little bit of so with getting to the ring it is like the males go over the ring okay. and females go under the ring right okay that's with entering the ring and then you've seen us walk throughout mm-hmm. the ring yeah so it's the whole idea with that is something like you conquering the ring oh, okay because you're going to fight there and that's going to be your war place i would say so you're just conquering the ring so all four corners and then you come back and then you also have a muay thai dance it's called it's called wai crew if you've seen that do so it's like you have a set of things you do which is mostly from your coach so every coach has their own style of wai crew oh, okay. so you follow that again it's the same thing of just conquering and doing and stuff. do you have to do that before before the fight okay. but they don't do it with all the fights for example with the national tournaments because we have so many fights lined up we do not do the wai crew but we just walk by the ring and, and then the just follow them tradition because oh. with the tournament there's so many fights like everybody starts why it's going to take a very long time so it's mm-hmm. very interesting do you pay attention like um you know you said you focus on yourself yeah and forgive my ignorance but is it kind of like do you do anything to psych your like competitor out is that part of it with like plan? to spook yeah. the competitor yeah. a little bit yeah. yeah yeah maybe a bit in the backstage <laughs> like you're waiting together to get into the ring right so try not to do it but then you still you got a face like that and then you just see it as a bit like you know it depends on how you take it yeah and combat sports i mean i think i went to boxing once it's like a teen and it was like wow that's hard yeah <laughs> i've tried more time once <laughs> you should definitely try it again yeah i'd love me. to i'd love to i think maybe we can take lessons from you yes, at you some should. point yeah for sure <laughs> soon but what are you thinking when you're in like is it kind of automatic like are you kind of you know your training comes into play when you're in the ring and you're kind of taking hits and giving hits like yeah because you've been training so much for it So like second just, nature. Yeah, so you just know what to do at what time, you know. So you get I mean getting punched is normal because as you spar you always sparring with someone better than you. So or with your coaches maybe. So getting punched is not something very surprising to you at then. So yeah. you know even if you get punched what you're going to do next. Mm. And everything is in the muscle memory because we've trained each technique like hundreds of times. Usually we have a strategy too. If not like you know if you kick me on the right i know what i should do and how mm. i should get back mm. so it's all the muscle memory then right you mentioned that in one of the competitions that you did in this very short span where you've actually won most of them you did not win and usually when you know after every race that i've done you know i sit down with my coach and there's a deep brief as to you know what went wrong or what we can improve on so from that particular fight where do you think things didn't go your way i think it was mainly because i switched my weight category in the last minute mm. so like i told you the first fight i fought 57 yeah that was mm. in october and the world championship was in december mm. so it was two months i was still planning to fight 57 and the last minute one of the teammates cancelled out from 54 and okay. i had options of fighting either 54 or 57 okay but until the last minute i was still thinking at 57 so i was 58 then so a week before i'm like maybe it's better for me to go lower so that i'll be still strong for 54 and i can get that better so that's when i started okay let me just spoke to my coach is that like, yeah 54 is better like get down to that weight okay how many but days did you have to do that i think 
a week. Wow, how did you do that? Yeah, so that was really hard because usually I don't cut a lot of weight. Yeah. But I do, but it's not massive, like four kgs and in such short time. So. And is that usually with food or yeah, overtraining? Or how it's usually that? managing the food okay. and training like running, skipping, sauna, wow. things like that. Okay. So it was a last minute plan to change the category. So my body was like not really okay with it. It was just like a shock maybe. Mm. So the, the fight was in Thailand. So I went there and in amateur tournaments like this you got to weigh in every morning before you fight so for example if i say it's a pro fight you weigh in tonight and then you fight tomorrow so you got one good day where you can eat and fight but in amateur you just, you just need to make weight for the yeah, yeah just the weighings mm-hmm. but in amateur tournaments you weigh in in the morning and you fight that afternoon right okay. so and again because it's for championships you have fights every day like quarterfinals semifinals fights so almost fighting every day right. and you got to maintain the weight every day so when I went to Thailand, they told me, oh, you're going to fight tomorrow, so weigh in today. So I starving myself because every time I ate food, I was just going overweight. No. So starving myself and they're like, no, sorry, you're not fighting today. So you're still starving because it can be tomorrow. So it went on for four oh, wow. days like that. So I was barely getting to eat anything. So mm-hmm. towards the fight, I just couldn't feel the energy you or the strength the because... It is obvious, like, if I was supposed to do it, like, cut the weight in a good way where I can still have my strength and energy, but I was too concentrated about cutting weight, just ignored my strengths, and and, and I should be able to fight too, but I wasn't able to do it. I could not feel myself. I mean, I wasn't feeling strong at all. Right. You knew going into it, you didn't feel. So when I was in, I couldn't feel my arm strength. I couldn't feel, like, I couldn't feel how I usually feel when I'm in the ring. Yeah. So it didn't go right that way. So it's just a learning. So to make sure like your strength is also in good control when you're cutting weight and it's not just numbers and mm. weights. Yeah, it's the overall strategy yeah. for everything. Yeah. So that didn't go well. So I personally think that's the problem I face in my mm. championship then. Are there any other lessons that you've learned from this sport? Just, you know, life lessons or just things that you may not have thought that you could have done? Yeah, I think one of the main lessons I would say is like not to quit. Mm. So because unless it's mechanical yeah. <laughs> no, but you didn't you didn't, yeah, you didn't quit, quit. You did <laughs> I finished it yeah so it is one of the lessons because I had a fight once I think it was my third national so mm. during the fight I think should be the second round my shoulder got dislocated so my wow. shoulder was dislocated and I could see my arms like literally hanging there. <laughs> Looking at my coach that he's going to stop the fight, but he just ignored it. Like, just go fight. <laughs> oh my so God. come back on the second round, like, coach, I can't lift my hand. Like, I'm trying to go on with my guard and my arms are just like too long and just hanging out like oh that. He's like, God. you won this first round, just go in there for the third round. Don't attack much, just try, make sure she doesn't score, you'll win, just go in. So, and I'm like, okay, I didn't think much, maybe, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm like, fine, it's fine. And I did that, and I actually won the fight. Oh, wow. And that was my fight for the best fight in India. So, I won that title, and after that, I'm like, there's so many things you can do if you don't quit. Mm -hmm. So, it's always my thing now, like, I'm going to try as much as I can, so never quit. So, there's so many things you can do after that. You must have a really trusting relationship with With your your coach. coach, Because I think if my coach, if I was starting, I'd be like, no, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Because your coach can 
throw a towel inside and then the fight stops straight away it means they're saying that we want to give uh, up yeah well, so is that from where the phrase comes throw in the towel yes oh, so okay, if you go throw the towel to the ring and then you stop the fight oh. straight away so okay. when my I arm know. just looking i'm just looking at my coach oh, the towel is coming now <laughs> and he just like all the way up ignored did he, did he like, ignore you ignored me straight away <laughs> to make like, okay. contact <laughs> there's no towel coming anyway i have to fight just forget it now just fight <laughs> yeah Do you see things, you know, in your time living here, do you see more women being involved in Muay Thai since you've arrived? Yes, I feel it's more Muay Thai like with mostly my students as well. Mm. We are mostly women. Is that because they probably feel comfortable? Yeah, it is kind of that way too. Yeah, because you. I feel with men they're a bit intimidated too and with me being a champion and a coach, I think they know So usually you have champions as well but they're mostly men i think in dubai i don't think there are many female coaches who teaches muay thai as mm. well they find it comfortable to train i don't know if any other like i have seen a couple of men but i haven't seen any women you're probably the first one that i'm i've come across That's yeah good to know. <laughs> i've seen some friends do muay thai i think rana who oh yes yeah. yeah she's my first student <laughs> oh is she oh, amazing she i've been training her since two years now oh wow yeah. okay. oh nice so it's, it's good to see how i've been training people like who are not an athletes or not fighters or nothing of that sort and how much they're into the sport now So any of the people fighters that you're coaching are they entering into competitions no, as well? No, I don't train anyone for fights. Right. My whole idea with like I do fight, but I don't want everybody to fight just because I fight. I want mm-hmm. people to know the sport because Muay Thai just as a sport is amazing. Mm-hmm. Whether you fight or not, just to train it makes so much difference physically or mentally. Like makes you stronger physically and even with the stress and everything. It's really good. Yeah. Right. No, right. I I feel that about the stress driving this morning. I'm happy I went to the gym. <laughs> so how would one kind of get involved with Muay Thai here? Say for example, if you wanted to enter into it, you like it, could you possibly compete? Like is there any kind of entry for people starting out Muay Thai to train and then compete? Or does it depend on their age or like kind of what categories could they do? Yeah. That? So you can start training Muay Thai whenever you feel you're ready or you want to fight. There are lots of interclub fights happening in Dubai so most of the gyms organize inter clubs mm. so when there's inter clubs it's usually the amateurs who's never had fight okay. so they try and get you a fight with somebody of your level so maybe i i go with the record of saying zero fights so then they ask around other gyms like do you have anybody who's never had a fight and they check with the weight category and mm. then they get you a fight that way so once you start like that maybe a few events just inter club and then you can go to the UA championships and it can go that way but again there's an age limit right so after that so there's no like masters muay thai like level is there you know like crossfit games like how old yeah I... triathlon there's all like you know yeah. people yeah. who yeah so it just goes that way and then you fight more amateur and once you're ready mm. you can fight professional as well okay right. then you're near ready yeah. I, know <laughs> i think i might be aged out <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a there's a youth championship that happens here as well, yeah. right? And you also mentioned that you want to get into schools. Yes. And you're working on that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah. what you're trying to work on? Yeah, and... so I'm planning I mean my work is mostly about getting kids involved in Muay Thai because again Muay Thai get them young. It's really good for the self-defense, confidence, discipline like I think getting into martial arts is going to help you a lot especially at a very young age mm. so you learn all the discipline respecting each other sportsmanship and everything so the whole idea is to get kids start muay thai mm. just like now the whole idea is to get them start 
as an after school activity okay mm-hmm. so everybody gets to know about it and once you really love it and then you can go for the competitions as well mm. so as in dubai uae is also doing a lot of youth championships and many tournaments throughout the year so you can also get to try them and then you see at this young age that if you really like it and you want to do it more you can just start preparing for it way earlier usually what is the first lesson like because i mean to me if i see it on television or even if yeah. i come watch a match it's intimidating to me right yeah. i guess kids are just they just believe they're indestructible so they'll do anything yeah. like you throw at them but like even as an adult how would i be less intimidated by the sport so what is the induction sure. like to my time? Okay so first session would be more like I'll just introduce you towards the sport for example I'll tell you this is what the punches lo- look like these are the kicks there are many kicks yeah so I'll tell you these are the kicks this is knees these are elbows so I'll tell you what is it and then we start with the basics so the idea what people have in their mind is they come the first day I give them the gloves and we start punching each other that's what people think but it's not that way right so you don't <laughs> punch anyone unless you want Walk to Walk in a fight club be ready to fight <laughs> no it's not like that it's not like that okay. so that's what people think when I say like mm-hmm. I, you do more say oh my god you're going to hit me I'm like why why would I hit you <laughs> I wouldn't hit anyone outside the gym, you know. <laughs> it's not that way. So it's basically first you learn the sport and then it's up to you if you want to spar because sparring is basically just using your techniques, putting your techniques in practice, yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm regularly training you, I'll tell you I do this and you do this. We know what we both are doing. But in sparring, you can do anything. Like whatever you've learned, you're going to throw it at me and I'm going to defend and throw it back at you. And that is not compulsory. you don't have to do it unless you want to do it mm-hmm. so people still think that's the only thing they're going to do and they don't want don't even want to try the sport because oh, i don't want to spoil my face i paid for my face i don't want to do it <laughs> that's what i get i get that from a lot of people i'm oh like nobody is going to punch you it's just you you can either punch the bag you can punch the pads there's so many different things you can still learn the sport the same intensity and you don't have to hit each other. There's a lot of money that's gone. That, exactly. <laughs> I was like the closest thing I've done to contact sports is rugby, like and I stopped because I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to get injured full stop, but I didn't want to break up my face either. <laughs> so, I appreciate that concern. <laughs> yeah, so it is taken care of like you can do Muay Thai without punching anyone, hitting mm, anyone. You yeah. can just learn the techniques, yeah. So you can learn the techniques and be very good at it and then maybe when in use, you're able to use them. You Right. So it's more self-defense. Yeah, it is more self-defense right. and fitness, like mental and physical fitness. Like you just feel how strong you can be, like you know it. For example, when you punch or things like you see gradually like once I punch the bag, this is how much and you feel it takes a lot power. of energy. Exactly. Even punching you, a bag is just like exactly. so intense. And then you punch after a month and you see, wow, this sounds different now, you know. I've got strong. So you can improve in that way too. Mm-hmm. And then you anyway you go you just confident like, okay, I'm strong. come to me you know i can do anything and it just prepares yourself mentally and the confidence with yeah. that is massive so on that point i guess that's why i think we all do sports you know to feel confident yeah, exactly. and yeah. for my mental health and movement is just joyful what is muay thai for you personally like what has muay thai brought to your life i think muay thai is brought mostly everything to my life right now <laughs> but uh, it's just a feeling of how strong i am and confident that gives me a lot of interest mm. to do muay thai like i can go out anywhere and i know i can protect myself in the first place and i didn't know exactly how i can put it in words but it makes a lot of difference with everything for me i mean i feel like every time i go 
it's i'm also be called being recognized anisha champion it's like that so it's right. a very important part of my life now so no matter what like i'm still going to fight one thing is also gives me with muay thai especially because there's so many things to learn you never get bored so like every time you go to training i'm like wow this is new and you go next day wow this is new so there's so many things you can do it's just different is there a retirement age then for pro athletes it is it depends okay. on you like there's not a particular age when you want to retire but depends on them like when they don't feel fit enough to fight okay. you can stop then what's your ultimate goal with muay thai okay that's a big and a good question <laughs> <laughs> with muay thai firstly i would say i want to make muay thai a household sport that is my main goal for now right i do want people to try like everyone to try this sport that's the most important thing i'm working at the minute the next one is i want to with the uae championships i won 57 kgs and 54 so i want to win 51 so i'd be the queen of 50 <laughs> dominate them oh. yeah so wait <laughs> that's the next one perfect We've loved having you on the show. I think I've learned a lot about the sport like I really didn't know a lot about it. Yeah, I'm you excited know, just, to try it again. Yeah, now yeah. you should <laughs> yeah. you've said it now. Yeah. I want you both to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're we're saying it on the show and we'll definitely turn yes. up. But yeah. finally, I would like to ask you and this is something that we ask all our guests. Do you think grit can be learned or is it just innate like people just have it and some people don't? Yeah, I think with my personal experience I think you just have it. Okay. Or maybe you could learn it too. Because since I've had it I could say it's it's something it comes within, you know. It comes from within. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much Anisha. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thank over. you. I'm really yeah. excited to try it now. Yeah. Same. I am. Yes. You so, you've sold it to us yeah. for sure. Yes, you're definitely <laughs> coming and I'm sure you will enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did we ask that you please share it with family, teammates, friends and even frenemies or share via social media. Please also leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars only and visit us on the metalset.com for more stories and resources. Thanks again for listening. Your support means the world to us. This is the Metalset.